boss man, show friend of the show from right here in Atlanta, our man Jeremy Beller, FIU Panthers coach, talks much good that you guys are Miami, man. Boss man, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's it, it's always a blessing to talk to my peeps in, in Atlanta. Uh, but we're, we're doing great down here in Miami. We we got a little bit of a cold front. We're, we're in the low 60s, which um, that stands for a cold front down here in the 305. But we're, we're doing great. Close about the march, man. I talked off, off the air about how my situation with how things were down on my birthday, March 11th. So tell me about it for your players, man. You know, you guys are getting ready for a tournament probably, and all of a sudden you see stuff starting to be canceled. So how is that going from playing ball to going home for your players and not coming back and seeing you guys until after everything died down to keeping the grades up? How was a whole crazy month of March through the summer here for you guys? Yeah, I tell you what, it was it was truly a blur. And I know this word has been worn out over the last, you know, nine months or, or so, but but it was really unprecedented. You know, we, we had just played our first round tournament game in, in the Conference USA tournament. We had just beaten Rice. Uh, we were we were heading to our we were walking into our pregame um, um, video session before we went to shoot around. We were supposed to play Charlotte in the tournament that day, and, and we got the call that it was canceled. And you know it, it seems it, it's crazy to think back on this, but at this time we didn't know what that meant. We thought that you know we thought we might resume the tournament a week later. Um, you know we thought the NCAA tournament might still be on. You know we, we thought things might calm down in a couple of weeks and. I mean, here we are now, you know, we're, we're, we're still spiking all over the country. So, you know, it, it, it really hurt because we felt like we had a, a team that could finish the season in a special way and, you know, potentially win the tournament and, and, and be a part of March Madness. And we had some great seniors that just had their careers ended uh, absolutely unceremoniously, and, and they had awesome careers. So, so that, that was very sad. But as a coach, you know, this really supports, you know, that old adage that, every time we step out there, we have to play like it's our, our, our last game because you never, you literally never know when that, yes. that, might, that might be the case. And the same thing goes for this year. You see games being canceled and postponed all over the country. So, you know, every time we get a chance to step out on the court, man, we're, we're grateful for it and, and, and know how fortunate we are to be, even be able to play this game. And I feel for seniors because they want to get that chance to win those win last time, my last game, take off the jersey one last time, have that moment, hug you, hug their family, hug their teammates, and it's just like done, poof, voila, it's gone. And I mean, the influence they must feel, I feel for your seniors because I know you guys were playing well and had opportunity to do some things, and it's just they've been ripped from you like nothing. It's over. And then now I have to go move. And now I'm back into my, my, my life now. Don't want more ball for me. How's it, how do you how to help your seniors kind of cope with that over these past few months? Yeah, it was tough because, you know, what you're talking about, there was no closure. You know, we didn't get to have that that moment where they check out the game for the final time and, and you know, the coaches hug them and, you know, the team give them a standing ovation. You know, we didn't get to have that speech in the locker room thanking them in front of the whole team because, you know, we had to end like that. I mean, we were on the plane trying to get back and be safe and, and figure it out. And like I said, we thought we still might be playing in a postseason. That the season might have just been on pause for a couple of weeks, but – um, you know, what we always preach to our guys is that, um, you know, this, this basketball is, is just a fleeting part of their life. It's important. It's, it's, it's my livelihood. Um, it's something that, that obviously I'm incredibly passionate about. But, you know, this, these are four, two-year, four-year um, times in their life where we coach them, but we're going to be a part of their life for the rest of their life. So, um, you know, we, we just let them know we're always there for them. We're, we're helping them in their, 
their next walks of life and, and figuring out their career path and, and their journey. So, you know, we just let them know we love them and that we're there for them. Academically, Coach, how was that for your young men? Because I know some kids can't deal with the online and need an in-person setting and having study halls with academic advisors. It's the coaches in Canada to monitor that. So losing that structure academically, how, how did your players handle that going back home? And how did you all keep them accountable when they try to keep their grades up while they're away and they're, new, they're back in their home environments there? Well, this is all due credit to our players um, as well as our academic advisor. Um, surely our, our coaching staff and, and helping hold the guys accountable, but they did well. And, and, you know, we do have a mix of online classes here that, that our guys are enrolled in, but I mean, we finished with over a 3.0 team GPA and they, they, they really showed some maturity and handling, you know, these crazy times and they were crazy times. Um, and, and we're still trying to figure it out. And I'm not going to say we're all perfect and not all, all A's, but our guys have certainly done a good job and have continued to be successful in the classroom. Coach Ballard, now how did you keep your young men's mind sharp? You know, I know you and I, we're, we're, we're a little older than they are, you know. So dealing with the pandemic, dealing with the racial unrest in the country, dealing with everything that's going on here in Georgia, you know, the virus been out of control in Florida for a while. So how would you keep their mind sharp so that they won't get depressed and get down about everything that's going around them? Yeah, I, I just think that we just have an open-door policy whether that's virtually, you know, through Zooms or, or FaceTimes, what have you, you know, we, we just want to constantly be present and, and a present force in their lives and, and, and talk about all things. And, and, you know, basketball always being on the back burner of that, you know, so what we had talked about the, the social unrest and the racial strife that, that was going on. Um, you know, we, we, we had talked, to, obviously we talk about the virus and, and COVID protocols all the time. And, and we're always talking to them about their future and, and you know, how ba basketball and, and, and the discipline and the sacrifice and the commitment that, that we're, we're asking and demanding of them in basketball, how that translates to the real life and, and what it's going to be when they leave here. So we're, we're just always talking with them. You know, we're always trying to let them know that, that our, our care for them comes first and foremost. And, and, uh, and the relationships are everything. Um, and what we do, and it's something we certainly value. Most definitely, because I know trust right now is a big thing with people, but with this environment we're in, in the wild world, man, so the fact that you guys actually care about that and really prioritize and caring about living on your, your players and trusting them, trusting you, so I think that's a great thing you're doing because some kids don't still need it and are not getting what they need from the coaches right now, but you all are doing it, so I'm glad to hear that from you and your staff, man. Thank you. You know, we, there's plenty of things I do not do a good job of in coaching. So one thing that, that I put at the top of my priorities that we need to be elite at is relationship building and, and caring for our guys. And uh, our guys know we're there for them. They, they know we rock with them. They know we have their back and we'll hold them down at all times. And, and I think that, that, and that we believe in them. And I think that counts for any, more than anything else. As you got your guys back, Coach Beller, did, did you all have to do a slow ramp up? Because I knew you want to avoid those uh, nagging soft tissue injuries in the, in the hamstrings and the, the groins and quads and ankle or knee and lingers. How did you ramp, ramp, ramp your guys back up so they wouldn't get injured just trying to go, go, go too hard too fast? Yeah, that, that's a great question. We actually, I mean, we had a slow wind up to, to getting to five on five competing and, and you know, what we're used to basketball looking like, you know, on a practice court. We really utilized um, 
our contacts in the NBA and, and people that, you know, went through their guys having a long layoff and, and how they built their guys up uh, to get them ready for competition. Our, our strength coach, um, Coach Jack Sprague, did an, a phenomenal job putting a plan together, having a vision in place. Our athletic training staff did a great job. And, and we did a lot of small group workouts. Um, and, and we really took our time in terms of, uh, you know, but before we were competing five on five and, and uh, you know, contact stuff. And, and, and that's counter to who we normally are. I mean, you know, because of the way we play, I mean, you know, we get at it in practice and we're getting up and down, you know, probably as much as anyone. Um, so we really had to take a step back and make sure we were doing what was best for the, the, the long-term well-being uh, of our young men. So I would assume you're probably still putting stuff in because I doubt you got to put everything you want to get put in defensively, offensively, out, out, out of timeouts, everything, because, you know, you just couldn't do it. So are you kind of playing more basic and playing hard than putting everything you want to put in right now? Yeah, I, I mean, the thing with, with what we do is, you know, I, I want to simplify things anyway. And we want to teach these guys how to play um, versus how to run a play. And, you know, we, when we run a play, it's so that we can go play. And, and these guys know that, that at FIU, they're, they're given a lot of freedom. They're, they're given a green light to, to make decisions on the fly, to, to be a playmaker. And that's why they came here, to, to be able to display their skills. So, yeah, we're not overloading them with, with tons of sets. And, you know, I, you know, as a coaching staff, we're certainly not trying to joystick these guys. Um, we, we, we want to give them the knowledge, the freedom, the instincts to be, able to, to be able to go out there and play. Because if you can just play and you can play beyond the play that you call, that's the hardest thing to guard because you, you, you can't really scout that. So that's where we, where we have really tried to put our emphasis. How happy are you to start off 4-0 and right now with a game Saturday against this North Florida and Matt Driscoll's team coming down there to see you guys? So how is it for you, man, seeing your guys get out to this good start here, knowing everything that's going on around them today? Personal perseverance, now they're already 4-0 and in a weird 2020 season already. Well, I've said this after every game. Um, we're incredibly fortunate to have just played four games. There are still programs, uh, a number of programs in the country that hadn't played one game yet. Um, and don't know when their next game is going to be. So the, the, the fact that we, we, we've been able to, to, to play that many games is a testament to our administration, our athletic administration, our health officials, our athletic training staff, and, and ultimately our young men that have followed these COVID protocols and have shown extreme discipline to be safe so that we can go out and, and even have the chance to play. Um, but, you know, to be, to be 4-0 is it, it, great. Um, you know, that's, you know, I don't know that's ever really happened here at FIU. Uh, but, you know, one thing I'll tell my team is they don't give out trophies for 4-0. Um, so, you know, we, we, we want to go one game at a time and, and, and just make sure we're improving each and every day and, and, and building towards the, the, the biggest goal of playing our best basketball come March. Like the example is you had a back-to-back -back schedule with Jacksonville State, but that other game got canceled. So it's like you know, that's the epitome of this year. You know, you have something on the docket here, then it gets – to you know cancel the postponement, whatever, then you have to figure out something else. So you, you might be preparing for one team, you have to prepare for somebody else to get a game real quick. So it's just like, just the, you're the epitome of what this year is going to be like in college basketball, for sure. Yeah, in fact, there, there's a good chance we might be playing a game Thursday. Well, you know, we're, we're trying to work to get someone else on the schedule since we lost that game Sunday. So, you know, it's just, you know, th but but this is, this is this is awesome because this is life. You, you, you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. 
you have to be able to respond. You have to be adaptable. Um, you know, you, you, you can't make excuses. We have a saying around here, excuses get you beat. So, so, so we don't accept that. Um, you know, we, we, we need to be able to respond and adapt. It's something we talk about um, and work on all the time. And, and you're right, man, that, that, that's so symptomatic of what 2020 has been. Uh, but you know what? We only got a few more weeks in 2020. 2021 is, is going to be even better. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're optimistic. Um, and, again, we're incredibly grateful. How is recruiting for you guys via Zoom? I know you guys can go out to at least April 15th of next year. So how is recruiting via Zoom for you and your staff showing your beautiful campus via the computer? Because I know some beautiful campus over there you guys have. It's real nice over there by the water. Does. So talk to us about that. How's that been? Yeah, well, I mean, testament to these young men all over the country and young women um, and how quickly they adapted to, okay, this is the world we're living in. We can't go visit these campuses. Um, so we have to be able to make decisions on just seeing campuses and facilities um, virtually, um, only being able to meet coaching staffs virtually. And, you know, they, they have adapted to that so quick. I mean, our entire recruiting class that we brought in this year, who, who I'm incredibly proud of and I have um, very high hopes for, you know, we signed them all virtually. Um, and we're doing the same thing now. You know, I, I do think genuine, genuine relationships are genuine relationships. And I do think those – those can be felt, um, you know, through Zoom and over the phone. Like, hey, I've never met you in person. I know you're real. I know that. And, and, you know, vibes and energy can be felt felt through those things. And and so that's the biggest thing. We just got to make sure that we're connecting with the young men that we're trying to recruit, that we're providing them with all the information about our program, our university, um, about our staff, about our team, so that they can make the best decision possible. And, and of course, it it doesn't hurt to be located in Miami. And, and, and to be in a 305. So we, we have a lot to sell. It's, it's not like people don't know about Miami. So it, it's, it's more a matter of letting them know how special this place is and, and how being a part, how FIU is intertwined with being in Miami. So, Coach, how's your schedule going to be for his conference scheduling? Because I know USA, you all played 18, 20 games. You had that kind of where you played a certain number of games, then you re-slot them and then play them this many based on the record. So how's it going to be this year? It's going to be like – a I, I, I usually was something different you guys doing this year. Yeah, so so we came up with a unique schedule to try to have the you know uh, best safe practices for, for for all of the student athletes, and, and that's instead of normally we have travel partners. So let, let, let's say uh, FAU is our travel partner. So normally we would go play two travel partners, um, like Western Kentucky and Marshall are travel partners. So uh, FIU would play Western Kentucky on Thursday while FAU plays at Marshall, and then we flip-flop. Instead of doing that this year on Thursday and Saturday, we're playing Friday, Saturday, and we're playing the same team twice. Um, so you, you mentioned earlier us playing Jacksonville State twice back-to-back. We also played Flagler twice back-to-back. That was That's great preparation for what we're going to have to do in conference play. So, you know, like we, we opened conference play with ODU at home on Friday and Saturday. We, we played them both back-to-back, back-to-back games. Um, you know, so it's kind of like a – NBA playoff series, it, it, it will be really unique. Um, you know, there, there'll be a lot of adjustments made from one game to the next. Um, so, so I'm excited about it. I, you know, I, I appreciate all the effort that the Conference USA officials and, and the coaches um, and athletic administrations all throughout the conference, all the work they put in to, to be able to make this possible. Yeah, because you know, man, it, it's going to be interesting because your conference is so, is so interesting because you go from way out to Texas 
up to Virginia. So it's not like, like a bus league. It's a charter flight maybe this week, a bus next week. So that travel, you guys, is, is very – it's really Carlos USA for real because it's going from Virginia to Texas. It's really USA. Yeah, it's an apt name because we're all over the country. It's an incredibly unique league. We have, you know, we have one of the biggest conferences or, you know, the biggest tied with a couple other biggest conferences in the country. So, and it's a, it's a diverse, unique league. I mean, lots of different playing styles, um, you know, lots of different types of institutions. So, um, you know, this, this is the beast of a league. Um, So, you know, we got to try to do our best to be beast mode as well. That's what I got for you, Coach, this. What has been your pandemic hobby? Mine's been playing the guitar. So what's been yours to kind of figure out and pass this time along here, man? So so what what tracks you got? Who, who can you play on the guitar, man? I, I'm, I, you got me interested. Man, look, I'm a, be, I'm a beginner dude, but I'm trying to do some guitar hip-hop rap stuff, man. That's what I'm trying to make a little hip-hop beat off, off the good side, man. That's my thing. I'm a hip-hop artist. As Fitzgerald, though, man, you know, that's what I do. I'm literally being in Atlanta, yeah. so I'm trying to make it do what it do on that end. But, yeah, it's been fun, man, and learning virtually with, 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 with my partner's been interesting because I don't have her here to show me. I'm having to watch her off the video, do what he kind of mimic it and do with that. So it's, it's been interesting, but it's been cool. It helped me kind of pass the time, not just be just bored all day, every day. Right. No, that that's great. I, I hadn't done anything as fun as that. But I, I tell you, I, I've just – so blessed to be down here in Miami during this quarantine and just being in a place where, you know, the, the weather was amazing. Um, so I really got into walking. I really got back into fitness, um, you know, lost a lot of much needed weight. I still need to lose a lot more too. But um, so I, you know, I got to taking long walks every day uh, over the Venetian bridge, you know, towards Miami beach down in, you know, downtown Brickell and, and, uh, you know, j- j- just in, enjoying the sights, the sounds, the weather around here, um, you know, and, and a lot of time for reflection, self-reflection, a lot of time for solitude, you know, listen to podcasts, listen to music, catch up on the phone. Um, the, the, there, there's a lot of things that I adopted during the quarantine that, that I will carry with me moving forward that, that, that I think can help me be more, more effective at everything that I do career-wise and personally. Most definitely, I coach. I think I'm gonna keep doing Zoom interviews now because I like it. I can see you guys now, not just on the phone, you know. So it's good to see you. Well, it's just talk to the phone. So I'm gonna keep this going on because I'm like, this is this is cool. Actually, I like this. <laughs> just, just be on the phone, everybody. Now, so I can see you and see you guys now. Yes, sir. No, I love this Zoom, and you know, I I was wondering the same thing. It's like, man, what? Why would we ever go back away from this? You know, you can, you know, you could save a lot of money doing these Zoom interviews and. And, and connect in ways that, that you wouldn't have been able to do before. Yeah, because I've been to Collins, Collins Square in a long time, since March. <laughs> so, so, so that's what the studio is, Collins Square. I've been up there in a long time, so doing it here from my basement has been good for me. <laughs> so I've had to go up, up the road, uh, up to the city. Yeah, yeah you, you, you got your own personal dungeon family going on. I, lo- I love that. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, Coach, man, thank you for your time. I always, I talk to a fellow ATLian, man. It's good to vibe with you, always, my brother. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Stay safe out there, and and I know you got a lot of endeavors coming up. And best of luck. Make sure you're staying healthy, and really appreciate you having me on. We'll do, Coach, anytime, my brother. Okay, take care now. All right.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.